Welcome to another episode of Dark Mode, where this week I will recap the highlights from one of the industry's biggest annual conferences, the Gartner IT Symposium, hosted just last week on the Gold Coast in September 2023. We're always looking for new ways to provide insights in our daily conversations, and I find asking executives, colleagues, partners and clients what they found the most interesting from this event a great way to gather strategic intelligence about our industry and find more opportunities to learn more about the motivations and interests of those around us. Before I dive into the highlights, it's clear that you can't escape any event at the moment without the inevitable oversaturation of AI talk. But I did think Gartner did a great job of extensively covering the impact of generative AI, whilst being able to deliver insights into the other competitive and strategic imperatives that are critical for business leaders today. Outside of AI, that would include cybersecurity, social responsibility, environmental impact, supply chain, and talent, and in particular, how the C-suite navigates this complex landscape whilst providing value to the business and its shareholders. Okay, so headlines that really resonated with me from the Gartner IT Symposium. Now there are five. I'm going to read all five headlines out, and then I'm actually going to go into a bit of a recap for each, followed by a summary. So the first one is Beyond the ChatGPT Hype, Deploying Generative AI in the Enterprise. Second, Shift Left to Deliver a More Secure Digital Workplace. Third, A World Without Truth, Disrupting the Misinformation Supply Chain. Four, Seven Disruptions You Might Not See Coming, 2022 to 2027. And five, Your Cloud Strategy is Always Out of Date. Let's Fix That. All right, so first topic really covered by Gartner in full depth around AI. You can't really go past the ChatGPT hype. So in the enterprise context, what is the current state of generative AI? For me, I really only see businesses starting to ask the questions of their leadership, even of partners and of employees to ascertain this in the interest of working on their adoption roadmap. I find this interesting because ChatGPT was really the first time AI exploded into social consciousness in such a profound and far-reaching way. Uh, Sam Altman was even quick to tour the world in the last four months, at the peak of the hype cycle, no pun intended, and I think that really sent a lot of reverberation around worldwide global organisations and local organisations here in Australia as to say, how are we considering generative AI in the enterprise. So the key takeaway here is that businesses are reimagining that machine-human interaction, and they're doing this by developing, firstly, an all-of-business AI propositional strategy, even going as far as creating tiger teams and innovation teams, looking at engineering intuitive user experiences and user interfaces, and integrating Gen AI with things like talent development and retention. So truly embedding Gen AI into the enterprise is expected to be encountered with lots of risk, has to be done with lots of trust. It's got to be done with security front of mind right at the start, with privacy in particular, and the ethical questions that businesses, business leaders are encouraged to balance and balancing really that, that business value with the business risk. So uh, Gartner really outlined the future state for this predicting that the future of generative AI involves, firstly, a real proliferation of Gen AI apps this year in 2023, 
followed by heavy regulation soon to come. We're probably already seeing the first bit of waves of that, but predominantly in 2024, before seeing a true explosion of Gen AI truly embedded in things like personal assistance for every worker and potentially even cross-functionally as we're starting to hear of by 2025. Cool. Second big topic to recap. Now, shift left to deliver a more secure digital workplace. Now, of course, this headline grabbed my attention with shift left, and I really enjoyed how in this topic, the speaker challenged the prevailing notion and really looks to shift the paradigm that employees are the weakest link in cybersecurity. So the argument here is that a holistic approach is required for cybersecurity that goes far beyond focusing solely on employees uh, and it must consider the entire internal digital supply chain. And in particular, the need to shift attention to vulnerabilities introduced elsewhere along the supply chain, advocating for human-centered security design and secure DevOps processes, which of course we are very big advocates of. It's also really unfair to shift the blame on employees as they're very rarely ever influential in choosing the security of the systems that they interact with daily. So I think that is a very good point and a great argument. So the importance of fostering a security conscious culture through programs like security behavior and culture and security champions, or if you check out Cyber Wardens, also a really good local domestic program, that's really highlighted and is proven to be more effective when messages are delivered by peers within the organisation. Okay, a world without truth, disrupting the misinformation supply chain. It's no surprise that a headline with misinformation makes my top five. I'm increasingly fascinated with the information environment that we all navigate daily, and there are various reasons that this is becoming more complex and harder in distinguishing fact from fiction. Lots of psychological cognitive biases, lots of influential software and computer engineering that is designed to capture attention and almost a hyperbaric chamber of hyperbaric echo chamber of conspiratorial thinking on some of the social platforms, unfortunately. So this discussion sentence centers on the escalating issues of information overload. Information overload. Information overload, interestingly enough, defined by Alvin Toffler, who's one of my favourite authors, Future Shock. Misinformation and disinformation affecting various sectors, from individual citizens to companies and governments. The erosion of truth and trust possess not only a threat to business and societal stability, but also serves as a foundational problem that must be addressed to resolve other global challenges. Misinformation is highlighted as a costly issue with billions of dollars at stake. The role of malinformers, individuals with specific agendas like influencing elections or passing laws, is also emphasised. So to combat these challenges, a multifaceted approach is recommended, featuring six key levers. And I personally really enjoyed how they outlined these six, being education, nudges, crowdsourcing, technology and tools, laws and regulations, and partnerships with the digital giants. The effectiveness of educational initiatives that use gamification is also key, with the example of a game called Go Viral, which was developed 
by Cambridge University to fight COVID-19 misinformation online. The availability of emerging technologies such as tools for detecting deep fakes is also noted as a promising development in the fight against misinformation. Seven disruptions you might not see coming between now and 2027. Okay, so bottom line up front, what are the seven disruptions? Metaverse work experiences, flying cars, the digital human economy, the decentralized autonomous organization, wireless EV charging, graphene replaces silicon, and tech becomes disposable. So the focus here is on key disruptions that organizations and especially CIOs really need to prepare for, being crucial for decision makers to consider what if scenarios and be ready for these shifts. For example, it's predicted that by 2027, fully virtual workspaces will account for 30% of investment growth in metaverse technologies and the digital human economy could be a $125 billion market by 2035. CIOs are advised to actively evaluate how these disruptions could affect their organisations and sectors. I wonder what CIO has considered the advent of flying cars. Maybe we should ask someone. If anyone out there is listening and wants to ask CIO if they've considered flying cars as a key disruption, well, that they may or may not see coming within the next five years, definitely let me know. I think the example here is that, for instance, flying cars could transform transportation logistics. So that's a pretty fair point. But potentially to a nuanced or niche type of sector, or maybe to the broader impact in things like supply chain, manufacturing, transportation. The other example is decentralised autonomous organisations may alter traditional org structures, possibly causing a move from fixed employment to a more decentralised, or to more decentralised talent pools. But I do think that is already happening, particularly with the advent of the gig worker, global connectedness, distributed teams and those sort of things. So that might that one might be a little bit more well-known across executive leadership. Anything changing silicon-based technologies, though, is also interesting because that's really the biggest and next groundbreaking frontier into, in terms of computational power. So definitely keen to keep an eye on that one. And lastly, the fifth big headline for me being your cloud strategy is always out of date. Let's fix that. Really resonates because of the move into cloud, digital transformation initiatives, and the fact that technology, software, applications, all develop at such a rapid pace that it's always in a state of flux always changing so this session really outlined that the complexities of cloud innovation is important to navigate but also to minimize risks and adoption 
as a key challenge for information technology leaders. So the key to success lies there in treating the cloud strategy as a living document that evolves continuously rather than a static plan. Lots of organizations mistake their adoption, migration, and implementation plans for a comprehensive cloud strategy, but it's crucial to understand that it's never too late to develop a dynamic, agile approach, which involves delivering the strategy in short sprints rather than locking into long-term waterfall projects. It's a bit of jargon at the end there because it did make me think of the classic agile methodology. Shared responsibility is also a vital concept in cloud computing, so tasks can be outsourced, but accountability remains in-house. And additionally, a cloud strategy shouldn't operate in a vacuum. It needs to be aligned with other existing organizational strategies, such as those related to security, data centers, development, and architecture. This ensures that the cloud strategy is integrated and harmonious with other initiatives, enabling organizations to maximize the benefits of cloud technologies now and into the future. And of course, don't forget to be secure by design. So out of the Gartner ITE Symposium, or the five key highlights in the recap, what's the biggest thing that stood out to me? Well, personally, Gartner consistently and explicitly references the CIO in all of these sessions, and I quite purposefully referred to the C-suite in the opening of this episode because I believe the Chief Information Officer role is expanding, evolving, and integrating into more of a transformative leadership responsibility. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. And I mean that whether that be by the necessity of having to take such a polymathic and holistic perspective to lead transformations in the modern day enterprise, or if the role needs to diverge into the advent of something like a chief transformation officer, also spoken previously about, as we've spoken previously about on dark mode. And I will also invite a few chief transformation officers that I know to come and join us to talk a little bit more about this in depth. So definitely let me know what you think. So with, with that, I think there are so many continuous and emerging priorities or strategic imperatives for the enterprise today. And it's really interesting to understand this of the C-suite and how technological megatrends are continuing to shape and redefine the future of humanity. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think would derive value from it. Ask someone in your network this week what they found most interesting about Gartner, or maybe what they heard of Gartner, or potentially what they enjoyed listening to on Dark Mode about Gartner. This helps us to grow the audience and bring the most relevant topics to the forefront. So as always, thanks for tuning in to Dark Mode.